so another one bites the dust. Chris Cuomo goes down. Most of you already knew that, but be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows that shall he also reap Galatians six, seven. So what these people do constantly is so to the woke mob, so to the hyper feminist mob. And what happens is their lies come back. They sow deception. So deception comes back for them. And that's, and that's what's going to happen with all of this. My wife just reminded me right before the show, these things that I am praying over in Jesus' mighty name is that they would turn on each other, that Saki would turn on Biden, that Harris would turn on Biden, which is already happening, that Harris would turn on Saki, whoever, and it, that, that Pelosi would turn on Schumer, Schumer on Biden, that they would turn on each other because all of these people are demonically influenced. They are all driven by their own carnality, their own love of money, which is the root of all evil. Andrew Cuomo, gone. Chris Cuomo, gone. Uh, Kamala Harris's chief of staff just resigned. Numerous Democrats are not running for re-election. Re I am telling you all out there, if you will just hold on, this this broadcast, this podcast you're watching watching right now, we are never going to cave. Ever. We just got banned off of YouTube again for 90 days. We haven't even been on YouTube. We got banned and we're not even on YouTube except for like the first couple seconds or first couple minutes of the show until we cut the link. We just got banned again. Forget these people. We are never going to budge. You can never budge. The very first thing that you must do if you are watching the show and you are conservative or even if you're liberal and you're willing to repent in either category is you need to trust Jesus because here's the thing, you may come to a place where he is your only supply, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If he shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Philippians 4, 19 and John 14, 14. So trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior by simply saying, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I turn from my sin and you are saved. Do that tonight. And then we need to pray together. If two or more agree, two or more are gathered, Matthew 18, 19 and 18, 20. He is there and will answer our prayers according to what we prayed. And Lord, we pray right now that you would continue to turn these demonic forces, Klaus Schwab, Angela Merkel, Boris Johnson, Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the WEF, the World Health Organization, all of them, Lord, the Democratic Party, and even parts of the Republican Blue Blood Establishment Party. Lord, turn them on each other. Turn them on each other. In Jesus' mighty name and show us the harvest in this Lord. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. All right, moving on. Here we go with oh, this is the Omicron variant, uh, variant, or as Joe Biden calls it, the Omicron variant, because he's too stupid to actually get how to pronounce something before he does a press conference, at which time he pronounces it Omicron at least twice during the press conference. But this is a rumble video. Now, the person that you're watching, everybody needs to be tuned in to both of these men. One of them is Steve Bannon. You have to watch the pandemic war room. You have to watch it. 
Seriously, if you want to be involved, if you want to be informed, you need to be watching the pandemic war room by the man who actually got President Donald Trump elected, which is Steve Bannon, pandemic war room. The person that he's talking to in this video, you must follow on social media. His name is Robert W. Malone. He is the man that invented mRNA technology. And since inventing that, and since the... uh, development of these mRNA vaccinations, which is both the Moderna and the Pfizer in all categories, including Comerity, which again, with the FDA approval, there is no FDA approved vaccine for you unless you're in the military, which is Comerity. That's the only one that's FDA approved. And that wasn't approved until September 1st. And they were claiming approval long before that. So the other person is Robert W. Malone. He is the one, he is the inventor of mRNA technology. And he has told everybody, do not take the Moderna. Do not take the Pfizer. Do not take any mRNA vaccines. You need to be paying attention. So let's look at what they have to say about um, the Omicron virus, as Joe Biden would call it, Omicron. But it's really Omicron. Play it for me. We got Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Malone. Uh, Omicron, you got fear porn, you got the, the fear porn all over, total meltdown. We're going to have Fauci in a second talking about uh, boosters, WHO, all that. But first, I got to ask you, what is going on? What came out of Africa? What do we know about it? You know, they'd had such great statistics for so long as, as Europe and the United States reeled on this. Uh, tell us what, what's, what's fact and what's fiction, sir? So the cascade of events is first, uh, there's this press about how Africa is doing so great. uh, And their case fatality rate is far better than the United States. Then in local press, there was a reveal that South Africa was telling Pfizer to take its vaccines back because they weren't needing them. The next day, we suddenly had this huge kerfuffle about this new virus strain Um, And uh, the press announced that this was coming out of South Africa. There was an immediate reaction from Great Britain to shut down travel for most of the whole southern aspect of Africa. Then the reveal that, in fact, it was first detected in Botswana in four fully vaccinated travelers, unknown where they were from or where they were going to. Interesting that Botswana has close ties to China. And uh, then... Then we hear, start to hear from physicians in South Africa, yeah, we've got it in Johannesburg, but we're not seeing significant disease. Then, then we had all of this uh, press and fear porn being pushed out at us, often attributing this to South Africa, talking about how this has evolved in AIDS patients, everything except for the obvious, which is that this is a vaccine escape mutant. Uh, or, or it's certainly highly vaccine resistant. Now we're in a situation where you've got this guy. I mean, can you believe that this is the guy that is our COVID-19 response coordinator? I'm shocked. Uh, this is not a mental giant that we're dealing with. But right on the heels of that announcement in Morning Joe, we've got the WHO saying, don't stop the, stop the rollout of the boosters. And this gets to my point that I've been saying The boosters are a perfect way to basically bias our immune system so we're even less able to respond to this new variant. This is jabbing everybody with a flu vaccine. 
All right, let's break this down. What really happened with the Omicron variant is this. It's all political, just like it's been from day one. Masks, locking down your businesses, locking down your churches, social distancing, alcohol, gel stations. It's all been political from day one. It is all about Revelation 13, 16 through 18. It is all about distancing you, controlling you, dominating you and marking you that's what it's been about from day one covid caving christian covid caving clergy that's what it's been about from day one covid caving conservatives all of you that can't stand what what the left does these are the conservatives i'm talking to and i'll pray over you tonight if you've taken this vaccine i'll pray over you tonight If you're a conservative, ask yourself the question of you don't believe one thing the left says about economic policies. You don't believe one thing the left says about abortion. You don't believe one thing the left says about socialism. You can't stand Pelosi. You can't stand Schumer. You can't stand Biden. But you injected yourself with their vaccine. Explain because this is all coming from the left. The head of Pfizer is a globalist leftist who wants vaccine mandates and wants to criminalize people for speaking out against the vaccines. And then you take that man's vaccine. Moderna is partnered with Anthony Fauci's NIH, which I'll show you a Glenn Beck video in a little bit to verify that. But back to Dr. Robert Malone, what happened with Omicron? What happened? Well, here's the stats. He didn't give you these stats. I'm going to give them to you. They have a 6% vaccination rate in Africa, 6%. And they had statistically zero COVID cases. Now you would think, again, going back to what I've been preaching on over the last month, if you've been watching this or watching any church services, this has been mentioned in all those sermons and all these podcasts is the delusion of our time that the enemy has perpetrated on mankind is absolute fact presented absolute fact presented responded to with absolute delusional nonsensical stupid statements it's it's like this from day one you can trace it back to abortion look at the picture of the baby floating around in the amniotic fluid look at that that's obviously a human being no that's not a human being slaughter it see absolute fact responded to with absolute nonsense absolute stupidity so you have 6%, the 6% vaccination rate, 6%. They're claiming the United States, 80% of adults are fully vaccinated in the United States. So they have 6% vaccination rate in Africa and basically statistically zero COVID cases. They have a lower case fatality rate in Africa than the United States of America. So what, the, what, what do we have in common and what do we not have in common? With Africa, let's just use the United States and it's identical for Israel. It's identical for the UK, identical for Germany, identical for Australia. What do we not have in common? They have a very low vaccination rate. We have a very high vaccination rate and a high case fatality rate. They have a low vaccination rate and a low case fatality rate. Strange how that works, isn't it? No vaccinations, no cases. No vaccinations, very little death from COVID. And you see, it's explained to us by the developer, by the very inventor of mRNA technology. He explains it to us. 
And we'll get back to that in just a second. So Africa, specifically South Africa, calls for Pfizer to take their vaccines back. We don't need them. We're only, we vaccinated 6% of our people and it's gone. Not because of that. The reason why it's gone is because they didn't vaccinate 94% of their population. So Botswana though decides, oh, you know what? We've got an Omicron case here. Strange how that happened. Botswana, who is neck deep in the Belt and Road program from the CCP, from the Chinese Communist Party, basically Botswana's economy is the economy of the Chinese Communist Party. They are sending billions, tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars into Botswana. And lo and behold, they're the ones who discover an Omicron variant. Strange. And by the way, once again, four fully vaccinated people, which again brings us back to the point of absolute facts being responded to with absolute delusion. So what is the point? If you have a room of any kind, let's just say a restaurant, a room in a restaurant. So, and you're a vaccinated person sitting in there. What is the difference between me walking in there, somebody who will never, ever, 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 ever be COVID-19 vaccinated and a vaccinated person? What's the difference? If you carry the vax, if you carry the virus as a vaccinated person, transmit the virus as a vaccinated person, catch the virus and its variants as a vaccinated person, what is the need for vaccine mandates? Explain that to me. There it is. Absolute fact. Explain it to me with your absolute nonsensical statements. So lo and behold, Botswana reports that they have found an Omicron variant in full for fully vaccinated people. Now you have to ask why they're in a much more vaccinated area of Botswana. Well, Dr. Merlone gives us the explanation. Could this be what he calls a vaccination escape mutant? Whenever you, there's a nice little term. We need to come back with our own Omicron, Delta. Well, here's ours, vaccination escape mutant. Because whenever you vaccinate against a mutational shift virus, you cause it to mutate. Hence the reason why you don't have a lot of mutations in Afghanistan, India, and South Africa because they're hardly vaccinated. 7% vaccination rate in both Afghanistan and India, 6% vaccination rate in South Africa. You have no cases. Oh, who's dying in Afghanistan? You see multiple deaths? Just curious. And you might be thinking, well, that's just a small little country. It's not that small. They have 30 million people live in Afghanistan. They have 7,000 COVID deaths. And they have 7% of their population vaccinated. They have no mutations, no cases. Explain to me, give me, give me the, give me Anthony Fauci, NIH, Justin Trudeau, any of the rest of the idiots out there, Francis Collins, explain to me how that works. Here's the absolute fact, very low vaccination rate, very low case fatality rate, very low case rate, period. Because when you vaccinate against a mutational shift virus, you cause it to mutate. The other thing Dr. Robert Malone said, he was talking about antibody dependent enhancement syndrome. And basically when you continue to vaccinate against a mutational shift virus, you are training your immune system. This is why, who's catching this? Four cases so far in the United States. Well, three, I think documented. Omicron cases in the United States. California, Colorado, Minnesota, all three fully vaccinated people. 
So why are they catching it? Why? Because their immune systems have been transformed from killers into ushers. Whenever you stick an MR, this is why Dr. Robert W. Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccination, says don't inject yourself with the very technology that I invented because it is not designed to go after a, uh, a, a mutational shift virus a respiratory mutationally shifting virus. It's not designed for that because when you do that, what happens is this is a simplistic explanation and it's the explanation that I have. So I'm not belittling anybody. I'm just telling you, it's a very simplistic explanation is whenever you inject yourself with an MRNA technology vaccine against the mutational shift virus, it can only go after the specific virus that it was programmed to go after. So any slight variation, in that, in that virus, which by the way, they will all, that's why you never saw in your entire life, me 53 years old, I've never saw a vaccine for the common cold, which is a coronavirus. You never will see it because it's endlessly shifting. So it can only go against, it won't, it will only, let's just make it easy. If you, the mRNA vaccination that you take will only go after and kill A. It will not kill A plus, A minus, A, B, A, A, A and a half. A and one, A, A point one, it will not go after any of those things. It will, however, take everything that looks marginally like A, Delta variant, Omicron variant, and it will attach to it. This is antibody dependent enhancement syndrome. It will attach to it and then usher it, proliferate it throughout your body. Hence the reason why. 75% of the hospitalizations in the UK for COVID-19 are fully vaccinated people. And by the way, that's true here. Everybody's just lying right now, but it will come out. Let's pray that right now. Lord, we ask you that the true COVID stats would be, look at now, exposed in the United States. In Jesus' mighty name, the hospitalizations in Jesus' name, the deaths in Jesus' name, the true cases and the true total deaths in Jesus' name, expose them, bring them into the light. For everyone practicing evil, in Jesus' name we pray. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest their deeds be exposed. John chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus speaking. We pray that these things come into the light. Listen, we can talk all we want. We need to be praying. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. If you are a COVID caver, you got to do step one right now. You got to do step one and humble yourself. It starts off with three little words. I was wrong. If you lock down pastors, if you're, if you quarantine church attenders, if you ever strapped on a lie, called a mask, social distance, alcohol, gel stations, any of that garbage you need to start off with. If you want to use second Chronicles seven fourteen, then you need to start with the first words. I was wrong. You need to humble yourself in Jesus name. Stop, stop acting like now you've been on board the whole time. God knows you weren't. God knows that you'll cave again too. Because if you don't publicly repent, you're open to caving again with the next thing they have. Some churches, I guarantee you, are right on the verge right now. Many churches now are vax only of, of going across the span of denominations are vax only. Can't go in. He causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Can't buy, sell, trade or travel in Canada, Australia, the UK, well, not the UK yet. 
about to happen in the in the, about to happen in the EU. Already it's happened in the EU, and now they're about to make it even more stringent. Already in Australia, in all of the nation of Israel, in all of the biggest city in America, New York City, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your mark of the beast. I'm sorry, your vaccine passport. That's what happened with Omicron. Just so you know, it is purely political. Purely political. It's been like this, but but so was the Alpha variant. So was the Delta variant. Just remember the Ionitis Stanford study. 99.9% survivability rate, post-infection, survivable rate. Not even survive, survival rate. Make sure you got that. Make sure I got that right. Now you got it right. I had to make sure I got it right. That's what this is all about. And Omicron isn't nearly as deadly as Alpha. And that, by the way, is the natural inclination of a virus is to become less virulent, not more virulent. So to see these people that claim to trust the science are actually preaching the opposite of science. They can't wait for the next variant to come out, which is inherently weaker because the virus wants to weaken. It wants to go endemic because if it kills its host, it's got nowhere to live. It wants to be an actually softer, more gentler virus so that it can live in its host in a parasitic relationship. That's actually the plan of a virus. But whenever the Democrats or the leftists or the Klaus Schwab's or the Angela Merkel's of the world, whenever they see a new variant, oh, yay! Now we get to perpetuate our World Economic Forum agenda, which is to mark you, dominate you, distance you, and control you. And that's what it's been for day one. And I just am very curious about the pastors that are still believing that they're community partners and good neighbors and loving thy neighbor by following everything the health experts tell you to do when it's absolutely blatantly obvious that this is all a precursor for the mark of the beast and you're cooperating with it truly amazing more on omicron this is pj media tweet it seems omicron actually has been around for a while here here's here's the article from pj media i'm not going to read you the whole thing just some excerpts south africa first reported the new strain to the world health organization Eight days ago, leading to the perception that the variant first emerged there. But the Dutch National Institute for Public Health and the Environment claims it found Omicron in samples from November 19th and 23rd. Where's that from? The Netherlands. So it was in the Netherlands, November 19th. But it's all about your health. And you may not hear this on CNN or NBC or from Anthony Fauci, but multiple European countries found earlier Omicron cases too. Belgium, the first European country to report the presence of the new variant, has said that a case tested positive on November 22nd and had developed symptoms 11 days after traveling to Egypt via Turkey. So it was in Europe long before it was in Africa or it just showed up at the same time among vaccinated people. And it's going, listen, it's going to spread amongst the vaccinated. Their immune systems are compromised or gone. You need to be praying if you're vaccinated. Matter of fact, let's do this right now. Connect with me somehow or another. Put your hand on the screen. I don't care if you think it's hokey. If you're vaccinated, receive your deliverance right now. If you want that toxin out of your body. Lord, I pray over every single person right now who wants this vaccination leached out of their body. And we do this right now in Jesus' name. We command every last ounce of that toxin to come out of each and every one of these bodies in Jesus' name. And if there was any damage whatsoever, we receive healing of all the 
damage to all these bodies and all of this to occur right now in Jesus' name. Done. And you need to stand in that. You are now unvaxxed. And proudly proclaim that you are unvaxxed. Just like, listen, I am never going to compromise. Ever. My church is never closed, never social distanced, never masked, nothing, and we never will. Even if I wasn't pastoring the church, I would never be doing those things. And all that's happened in my life is God has prospered me, prospered me, prospered me, and prospered me because we stand in the truth, the opposite of the devil, because there is no truth in him. John 8, 44 and 45. Watch the liars and watch the murderers because that's the devil was a murderer from the beginning and the father of all lies. Who's ever causing there to be a mass body count is of the devil. Who is ever lying is of the devil. Understand that you can follow the lies and follow the bodies. They'll accuse you of that which they are. They'll say, because you're not vaccinated, you're causing people to die, which makes scientifically no sense whatsoever, since both the vax and unvax transmit the virus. But that's beside the point. They will accuse you of being that which they are. But all you need to do is follow the bodies. Over 100 million babies aborted since the beginning of 15 days of 21 months to flatten the curve. 100 million babies dead. 400 million people starved to death from the response to COVID. Not of COVID. The response to COVID, shutting down the first world's economy, causes the third world not to eat. Four, three to 400 million people have starved to death, and that's according to the UN, and that's primarily children. They developed Anthony Fauci through EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology along with the CCP. They developed the virus that has allegedly killed 5.5 million people. Follow the, follow the bodies. Then they, then they gave you the solution to that which they, they caused. They caused the deaths, allegedly, of 5.5 million people from COVID, right? Out of, by the way, out of 8 billion. Always keep that in mind. And 1 billion is a million millions. But let's just leave it at that. Is a billion a million millions or a thousand millions? I don't know. A thousand millions. A billion is a thousand millions. So there you, there you go. So, so just keep that in mind whenever you see the stats. There's 8 billion people that live on the planet. So allegedly they cause, they, they create the virus, escapes the Wuhan Institute of Virology, cause all these deaths, and then offer you the, sol- the solution to what they caused, which is the virus, which is now killing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions. We've got it verified on the VAERS report. It's up to 19,000 deaths now. Thomas Rents lawsuit alleges another 45,000. Nobody actually believes the Harvard study. Nobody actually believes that VAERS is the pure compilation of the, of the actual data out of the Harvard study. It's actually showing about to be about 1%. So you see thrombosis cases on there. Uh, what pericarditis, pericarditis uh, cases? Myra, is it Myra? 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 No, it's Myra. What is it? No, it's not. There's no dough. <laughs> I don't know why I forget. I've forgotten how to. Spell. I've forgotten the the one that I know all the time. Uh, my, myo, myo. We're all trying to put a D in there. Myodo or whatever. Myocarditis. All those different cases is actually only one percent of what is actually being. Only 1% of the actual vaccine adverse effects are, are actually getting to the VAERS report. That's according to the Harvard study. Harvard, that bastion of right-wing conservatism. Harvard, you can't even go to a class on Harvard's campus. They are all Zoom, and you can't step foot on that campus without your vaccine passport. And even they acknowledge that only 1% of the actual data is getting to the VAERS report. Here's Ann Bauer tweet. 
Minnesota Omicron patient was fully vaxxed and boosted. And what will they tell you to do? To beat, this has already come out. Whether it's Joe Biden, I have it, I have the video. Joe Biden says in response to the Omicron, which he calls Omicron, to the Omicron variant, he says make sure you're vaccinated, make sure you get your boosted. What's Boris Johnson doing? In response to these people who are already boosted and already fully vaxxed, he tells them what? Here comes, here comes Omicron, go get boosted, go get vaxxed. And these people are already vaxxed and boosted and have Omicron. All right, here is another breaking 9-11 tweet. Omicron COVID-19 variant found in Colorado. There's also, by the way, California has now been verified. A fully vaccinated woman who had recently traveled to Southern Africa. Fully vaccinated. So what's the difference? If, 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 you're, if you're vaccination, if the vaxxed and the unvaxxed transmit the virus and the vaxxed can catch the virus, what's the difference? Why get vaccinated? And then why push boosters on top of it? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. All right, mixing in a little something outside of the realm of COVID for just a minute, but this is the Democratic Party. Ian Miles Chong tweet. There it is. Just want to throw this out there. There's a look, notice the back. New York Democrats fighting back and moving forward. Just so you know, leave me on there. Leave, leave me on there. Just so you know, this is the Democratic Party. The very people that are pimping and whoring the vaccines, this is them right here. That's them. These are the people. So when any, whenever anybody tries to pressure you to follow any Democratic Party edict or any Republican Democratic Party bootlicker like Adam Kinzinger, Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, all of those, the 11 that voted uh, Liz Cheney, the 11 that voted to impeach Trump, the, those that the 13 or so that voted for, for the Joe Biden's Build Back Better omnibus $1.5 billion infrastructure bill. This is them right here. Go to the next one for me. Lives of TikTok. Still great. Listen to this. Male wins female leader position in the New York Democratic Council. That's the picture that I just showed you. Male wins. Again, now look at the picture. There he is. I repeat, there he is. There's your factual data. And now look at the nonsensical response. Male wins female leadership position in New York Democratic Council. There you go. All right, here's the, here's the other biggest story. This, to me, is actually the biggest story in America right now is the fight in the Supreme Court. What's going on is this is actually a case out of Mississippi for their, uh, five, it's their three-month, I'm trying to remember the other days, it's uh, how many, 15 weeks, 15 weeks. So they want a 15-week, basically, heartbeat bill that you cannot have an abortion after 15 weeks or what they would call a viability bill. Well, the Supreme Court, after much deliberation, has taken on this case. And according to the reports that I can see, it's an easy win. But it's just a matter of whether the weaker Republicans in there, such as Kavanaugh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Roberts, John Roberts, the chief justice, whether they will actually go with the, here's the factual data. Now, will you give us a nonsensical response, a delusional response, or will you give a response that actually lines up with the factual data? So all that we're asking for here is basically for every, every abortion law to go state by state. That's all we're asking. And here's the thing. I don't, I'm not saying that it's best. I'm just saying that's what's going on with this case. And obviously I am siding with Mississippi. 
I would rather it go case by case. There have been a lot less people killed in Texas since Texas established their heartbeat bill. Facts. That's the absolute fact. If you want to go get an abortion in Texas, drive your sorry baby butchering rear end up to Rhode Island and you can get all the abortions you want. But make it go state by state. We're here in Mississippi. They're simply asking for the right as if there's some sort of constitutionality to Roe v. Wade. There isn't. That's all a lie. We'll break that down in just a second. There is no constitutionality to Roe v. Wade. And what they're talking about right now is precedent. Can we overturn Supreme Court precedent? Well, at one point in time, racism was Supreme Court precedent. Slavery was Supreme Court precedent. So that got overturned. Clarence Thomas actually had the Democratic Party attorney arguing for racism. Because the, the Democratic Party attorney was trying to say you cannot overturn Supreme Court precedent. So Clarence Thomas, being the genius that he is, and he is, had that guy actually defending that the Supreme Court should have upheld racist statutes because you don't overturn precedent. That's who these people are. They have no principles. They are rudderless people. All they care about is money. The love of money is the root of all evil, not some evil, all evil. They care about themselves and they care about money. They care about being in positions of power so they can mark you, dominate you, distance you, and control you. That is what they want. You might be thinking, well, I have no interest in any of those things. I don't have an interest in controlling people. They do. Don't try to understand it. They're sadomasochistic power pervs. That's who they are. They are not into being controlled because they themselves don't follow their own COVID edicts. They are into controlling you. Well, back to the abortion thing. Here's Pelosi for just a few seconds. I'm going to play it. Here's Pelosi on abortion. Play it for me. Yesterday, the Supreme Court took up a very important issue. I viewed it as listening to, as a very dark day. The Supreme Court heard arguments about the case of Mississippi's extreme law. The court is threatening to trample over the Constitution, destroy Roe v. Wade, and turn away, take away a woman's freedom to make the most fundamental decision that she can make for herself and her family, working to, with her family members and her doctor and her faith. And so we have a, a situation where... I can't take any more. Your faith. Interesting. I, I'm just wondering, what faith is it? Do you buy, I wonder what faith is it that tells you to suck out a human being out of your womb, piece by bloody piece, alive? I'm just curious. Tell me what faith it is. And just so you know, I just heard this yesterday uh, or the day before. It was actually the day before on Steve Bannon's pro program, Pandemic War Room. Our abortion laws are more severe. Our, our abortion laws, what we allow, are, mo are more liberal than almost all European nations. We always think of ourselves as a bastion of conservatism in comparison to European nations. Our, our abortion laws are way more liberal than 90% of European nations. Absolute fact. So there you have, she says, Pelosi says, Mississippi's extreme law. What's Mississippi's extreme law? That 15 weeks, you have to make it in 15 weeks, which is what? That's three months. I mean, that's what? That's th three months, right? So that's 12 weeks. So it's three months and three weeks. So basically, to make it ease of argument or ease of discussion, you have four months 
before you're allowed to kill your child in Mississippi up to four months. And all Mississippi is asking for is the right to have that law in place. That's it. And she calls that. You don't know after month one, whether you're pregnant or not. You don't know after month two, whether you're pregnant or not. Cause that's the excuse to you. You don't know after month three that you're pregnant or not, or three weeks into month four, you don't know whether you're pregnant or not. Absolute fact. How, what kind of delusional, nonsensical statement will be made in response to that? There's no reason. First of all, there's no, you're, God, listen, thou shalt not take a human life. Exodus 23 through 17, the 10 commandments, thou shalt not take a human life. Galatians 5, 19 through 21, uh, Colossians 6, 9, whatever, all the lists of sin, Revelation 21, 8, list of sins, thou shalt not take a human life, Period. I don't care whether it's in the womb. I don't care whether it's the moment after conception. Thou shalt not take a human life. So none of it matters anyway as far as God's judgment. But if you just bring it out in a statutorial way right now, all Mississippi is asking for is that a woman has to make her decision in the first 15 freaking weeks of pregnancy. That's it. And Nancy Pelosi calls that an extreme law. Do you know what that child looks like after 15 weeks? Aaron, there's your assignment. See if you can find a pick somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 16 weeks. See if you can find one. But what will that child look like after that? And she wants to butcher that. And she talks about it as being a matter of faith. Now, here is the response outside of the Capitol by the Democratic Party. These are Joe Biden supporters singing a song about taking abortion pills. Play it for me. So there you go. There you go. Now that's right outside the Capitol. Abortion pills. That's who these people are. Now I wonder how they would feel if someone came up to them and lopped off their body parts piece by bloody piece, right? That would be considered murder, right? And and and, and appropriately so. However, they're perfectly fine with doing that to a human being before they're in the birth canal, while they're in the birth canal, and if you're Ralph Northern, after you're born, sitting there on a table, deciding whether or not that baby should live. That's who these people are. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. John chapter 8, 44 and 45. And yes, I say it every podcast because I need you to know. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against prince, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18. 
2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 and 4. That is, that's who we're fighting against. It's a spiritual war. We're not fighting against these people. We're fighting against demonic forces that are being manifested in these people. And yes, they're yielding. Yes, it's on purpose. But our war is against the principalities and powers of the prince of this air who's in control of the earth. And we need to stand and we need to fight. If you're somebody who said, well, you know what? It's just all going to unfold anyway. No, no. We are to occupy until he comes. We are to be victorious until he comes. You ever read Revelation chapter 3 verse 10? It says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell in the world. That's what we're supposed to be doing. You don't need to worry. Matthew 24, 36 says, No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, not, not even the Son, which is Jesus, but only the Father. We don't need to worry about that. We need to win this generation. And you must stand. And you must stand hardcore to do it. How did abortion, how did abortion actually get formed? I just said the devil is a murderer, right? Again, back to John 8, 44 and 45. And he's a liar. So how did abortion... The abortion, Roe v. Wade becomes some sort of constitutional edict. How did that happen? It was all based in lies. Here are the six lies that formed Roe v. Wade. This was the lies from who? The Democratic Party. Follow the bodies. Follow the lies. Six lies of, of, of Roe v. Wade. First of all, Jane Roe, which by the way, her name is Norma McCorvey, claimed to be raped and acknowledged later she was never raped. She was groomed by the Democratic Party to come forward and say that she was raped because she wanted an abortion in Texas and it was not allowed. So she lied and said that she was raped. She was never raped. So why is this not thrown out of the Supreme Court today? Why? Neil Gorsuch, John Roberts, Clarence Thomas, Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, Samuel Alito. I don't expect anything from uh, Kagan, Sotomayor, or Breyer. I don't expect anything from those demonic people. But I'm asking you, if that's based on a lie, if Roe v. Wade was based on a woman having a right to choose the life and death of her child based on whether she was raped or not, and the plaintiff lied and said that she was raped and she was not, why is this case not thrown out of court right now? Why? Here's number two. Here's the second lie. 60% of Americans wanted legalized abortion. That is what the Democratic Party said. It was nowhere near that number. Here's the third lie. They claimed, the Democratic Party attorneys, that 1 million illegal abortions had taken place in the United States. 1 million. What had actually taken place? Less than 100,000. Why is Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, John Roberts, Neil Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh. Why? Okay, right there. There's another lie. If these, these are lies that were told under oath. Perjurous lies. Norma McCorvey lied under oath, and that formed Roe v. Wade. One, they said under oath that one million illegal abortions had taken place in the United States. Less than 100,000 had taken place. Less than 10% of what they claimed had taken place. They claimed, here's lie number four, that 10,000 women died per year from illegal abortions. What was the actual number? Less than 300. Another perjurous lie. Lie number five, legal abortion would be safe. 
absolutely is proven not to be safe. Here's the last one. The fetus is not a human being. Again, absolute fact responded to with absolute delusion. All right, let's move on to Joe Biden. Breaking 9-11. Goosey. Biden said at debate that if a president had this many deaths, talking about Trump, then he should no longer be president. Play it for me. A lot of talk about the first Trump-Biden debate today, but at the second one in 2020, when roughly 220,000 Americans had already died of COVID, Joe Biden said about Trump, anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. Is that still the standard now that more Americans have died under President Biden than President Trump? Well, I think the fundamental question here is what are you doing to save lives and protect people? And the former president was suggesting people inject bleach. He apparently reportedly didn't even share with people he was going to interact with that he had tested positive for COVID himself. He continued to provide a forum for misinformation, which probably led to people not getting, uh, not taking steps forward to get to protect themselves, to wear masks, to eventually get vaccinated. This president has made the vaccine widely available. He's relied on the health, uh, the advice of his health and medical experts, and he is trying to be a part of solving this crisis, getting the pandemic under control. And I think there's a pretty stark difference between their approaches. Go ahead. It's amazing that these people, Jen Psaki, Peppermint Patty, female Chucky, how it is that these people continue to espouse lies that have already been proven to be lies. Find any tape that says where Donald Trump says inject bleach. It's the same thing that goes back to Charlottesville. Good people on both sides. The video is there. The very reason why Joe Biden got into the race, he said, was because of what Donald Trump said about Charlottesville, that there was good people on both sides. He never said it like that. He was talking about people on both sides of the debate about whether to take down statues, statues or not. Not about white supremacists versus non-white white supremacists. So absolutely, again, follow the lies and follow the bodies. Now, he, now, she said here, he's supposed to shut down the virus, right? Shut down the virus. Let me throw these numbers out to you. Joe Biden, this year, by the end of right now, up to right now, it's 428,000 COVID deaths. 428,227 COVID deaths under Biden in less months than Trump. Trump in 11 months, that's Biden in 10. Trump had 346,000 COVID deaths. Follow the bodies and you will find the liars. All right, let's go to the next one. Breaking 9-11 video. Biden said at debate, was that the one we just watched? All right, we, we had the wrong order. Okay, now they're supposed to go. Sorry about this, everybody. It's supposed to go townhall.com video. Breaking 9-11 video. And Danny D. Arbino next. So which one did we just show? All right, go to townhall.com video. Play it for me. The questions from earlier about messaging, whatever happened to President Biden's promise to shut down the virus? We're working on it, Peter. There's another variant here. Is the is the idea that you want people now to kind of wrap their heads around that the president, instead of shutting down the virus, is going to try to help people live amidst the virus and go about their lives, but COVID is going to be here. Well, Peter, what's very important for people to understand, and all of you uh, are communicating to the public about what steps they can take to go back to normal or go back to normal life, something everybody wants to do. We're all sick and tired of this virus. 
but we need uh, uh, approximately 20% of the population or more people than are currently vaccinated to go get vaccinated. And- so according to her, the path out of this pandemic is the vaccination, but under them, a hundred thousand more people will die. According to CDC stats. I don't believe these stats. I'm just using their numbers against them. He's supposed to shut down the virus. He said, that under Donald Trump at that time, I think it was like 270,000 in their debate, said 270,000 people had died of COVID under Trump, and he should no longer be president because of that. Quote, that's from Joe Biden on video. So Joe Biden, though, since he's become president, 428,000 uh, people have died per month, according to their own stats. He's averaging 40,000 COVID deaths per month. Trump averaged 32,000. Biden has these illustrious vaccines, so more people are dying now with the vaccine. 80% of the population, she's blaming 428,000 deaths on 20% of the population. Well, if, if you had 346,000 people die of COVID with no vaccinations, shouldn't it be 80% less than that? If 80% of the population is vaccinated, not 100,000 more and about to be 150,000 more. In, in Joe Biden's time. Because Joe Biden's time goes all the way up to January 20th. So how does that make sense at all? Again, absolute fact responded to with absolute freaking nonsense. All right, Danny Diarbina, play for me. And one question on COVID, and I know that you kind of get variations on this a lot, but yeah. with the testing, public health people are saying, well, why not just ship tests, ship these rapid tests to every American household? Or- yeah. Why not require a vaccine or a test to fly domestically? Why not go further in the direction of, of you know, public health and mandates, given the potential risk and the fact that we're headed into winter? Sure. Well, one, I would say that um, nothing is off the table, um, so and uh, including domestic travel. Um, and but we do have some protections, some strong protections in place already, including requirement of mask wearing, which was extended, doubling of fines if people are not in compliance. Um, we think how we look at this uh, is, of course, we base our decisions on the advice of the health and medical experts. What's going to be most effective, and what is we can implement? Uh, what is most important implementable. So we look at a range of factors as we make decisions about what steps we can put in place. Uh, so again, nothing's off the table, uh, but we, uh, the announcement we made today is building on steps we've taken to date, uh, significant steps we've taken to date to continue to. There's the lie. So their response is once again, nothing is off the table. And I just want to take, as I always do in every podcast, I want to just take a moment to applaud all the COVID caving Christians out there that have brought these people into the Oval Office. And even if you voted for Trump, if you caved in any way, shape or form to COVID, the reason why they are in office is because of you. Just so you know, because you added validity to this whole pandemic You've added validity and credibility that this was the second coming of the bubonic plague. So you've got to have everybody stay at home for the election and mail in their fraudulent ballots. And the Democratic Party just manifest ballots out of the middle of the night in thin air, out of thin air, shutting down an election, go and print out a bunch of ballots because this election is way too dangerous to actually go to and vote in person. That's on you. That's why you need to repent. But she says, you know what? Nothing is off the table because we're only a few months behind all these other countries. You can't buy, sell, trade or travel in the entire European Union, Australia, Israel, Canada. You can't. 
That's where we're at. That's what they want. When I say that we're only a few months behind it, that's if we don't stand. But we are standing and we are turning things around. So she says we're doing all these things, vaccines, masks, travel restrictions, vaccine mandates. Well, what is that added up to? A hundred to 150,000 more deaths than when none of those things existed. Facts. That's the truth. RNC research video reporter, when a huge group of criminals organize themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot until the shelves are clean. You think that's because of the pandemic? Play it for me. So when a huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot until the shelves are clean. You think that's because of the pandemic? I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic. Yes. Go how explain that i would love to hear the statistical correlation between the pandemic and a horde of human beings going into a nordstrom's or a louis vuitton and stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of merchandise here's the real reason why so you know there's the lie here's the truth melissa tate tweet George Soros has blood on his hands for the rise in killings nationwide. George Soros does. George Soros. Here's the, here's the uh, article. The candidates Soros backs. What he does is he's given up on presidential politics. He doesn't do any of that. He goes, it's not a matter of how many people vote for who. It's a matter of who counts the votes. He knows that. And you might be thinking, what does that have to leave this up? What does that have to do with prosecuting people? Because if it ends up in courts, it's prosecutors that decide whether or not to bring cases. This is what he does. And this is why you're seeing mass looting too. Fraudulent elections that never make it to courts because of this guy. It's not just him, but it's this guy. So fraudulent election cases that never make it to the court and mass lootings where nobody is prosecuted, where laws are being changed, where theft is no longer a criminal offense. That's all this guy and his minions. The candidates Soros backs are so unapologetically far left that they would make Bernie Sanders sound like Richard Nixon. Philadelphia DA Larry Krasner Felony crime rate, violent crime rate through the roof in Philly, but he just got reelected by these people, so I have no idea what their problem is. Philadelphia DA Larry Krasner received $1.7 million from Soros. Chicago DA, this one should sound familiar considering Jesse Smollett. Chicago DA Kim Fox, who treated Jesse Smollett with kid gloves after he concocted a wild story about a late night assault, got a cool Two million dollars from George Soros. Kim Gardner, the one who persecuted, not prosecuted, persecuted the McCloskeys, the St. Louis Circuit Attorney who prosecuted the, the McCloskeys for defending their property, offered also received backing from Soros. Thanks to Soros, San Francisco's DA, this is Nancy Pelosi, where you can't step you can't step one foot after another in San Francisco without stepping on needles or human feces. This is all Soros' design. Thanks to Soros, San Francisco's DA is Chelsea Budin, the son of, of weather underground terrorists and convicted murderers who once served as a translator for Venezuela's communist dictator, Hugo Chavez. That's who's in charge of criminal prosecutions in San Francisco, which you can pull up right now. San Francisco looting, Seattle looting, 
LA looting by the droves. People go in in organized looting mobs and just go all the way. Same thing in Chicago under Lori Lightfoot. Every Democrat, listen, let me me just ask you this. If it was a Republican-controlled city, would the Democrats in that city be doing the same thing? Absolutely not. But in a Democrat-controlled city, the Democrats do whatever they want to do, and they loot and they loot stores, to, to, in, 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 in ways we've never seen before. I've never seen this in my 53 years on planet Earth, where you have organized mobs go into a Louis Vuitton store and steal everything in broad daylight. I've never seen it before, where you have organized mobs drive up, and they don't even be mobs; it can be three or four people. Drive up in front of a Costco, drive up in front of a Walmart or any other store you can name. They drive up in a minivan and they pick up truck and load up their cars in broad daylight full of merchandise while nobody does a thing, including the police. Would that be happening in a Republican, true Republican, not blue bloods, not establishment, true Republican controlled cities, a Ron DeSantis controlled city? Is that happening in Florida? Let's ask that question. Is that happening in Florida? Is that happening in Georgia? Is that happening in Mississippi or Alabama or Texas? Absolutely not. Maybe in Democratic strongholds in those areas, but that would be it. George Gascon out of L.A. is also a Soros acolyte. That is why. It's got nothing to do with the pandemic. Absolutely zero. Why? And if it did have something to do with the pandemic, that these people were economically suppressed, that's because of the Democrats shutting down all the businesses. And for 15 days to flatten the curve, we're sitting at 21 months right now of 15 days to flatten the curve. All right, from John, John Cordillo. It's John to fund the CIA and FBI Cordillo. He's lying and wrong on the history. <laughs> this is Joe Biden concocting another story. Just like the numerous, he said that he was arrested on the Senate floor. Bullface lie. Said that he was arrested with Mandela. Trying to see Mandela in South Africa, South Africa, bullface lie. He said that he what he graduated with two degrees in the top of his class. Two bullface lies. The man is a bold face. He's got a whole lie about the times that he wrote Amtrak trains, which doesn't light up at all. But here's his latest doozy, and this is just this week. This is just posted one this one hour before before. I mean, this is posted sometime today. So sometime in the somewhere when I was doing this podcast from two to seven this afternoon, he's lying and wrong, wrong on history. John Cordillo says, my heir wasn't prime minister during the six day war of 67. She became prime minister in 69 and led Israel through the Yom Kippur war of 73. We have the video on this. Will yeah. play me the video for me. I was saying to a couple of younger members of my staff before I came over, but the many times I've been to Israel, I said, and then all of a sudden I realized, God, you're getting old, by <laughs> I have known every, every prime minister well since Gold Meir, including Gold Meir. And during the Six-Day War, I had an opportunity to, uh, she invited me to come over because I was going to be the liaison between she and the Egyptians about Suez and so on and so forth. So he says that Golda Meir, he, first of all, let's, let's establish his lies. He has known every prime minister well over Israel. Known every prime minister well. Now, where was he at? While go, and then he names her and says that she summoned him over to Israel. And the problem is, at that time, 
Here's the, here's the facts. She became prime minister in 69 and led Israel through the Yom Kippur War, not the other one, of 73. Biden, at the time of her reign in Israel, was in law school. So Golda Meir summoned an unknown law student over to Israel to consult about a war that wasn't happening. That is what Joe Biden said. Biden was in law school in 67 and a senator for only nine months during the Yom Kippur War. No way she asked him for anything. So here's the thing. He names the wrong war. He was not even in law school yet during the Six-Day War. The war that that he's even talking about is the Yom Kippur, not the Six-Day. So he names the wrong one. And then he claims that he was summoned over by the prime minister of Israel while he was in law school. The man is a bold-faced liar. Follow the murderers. There is nobody who's funded more abortions per capita in a certain amount of time, in 11 months, than Joe Biden. Follow the lies. Follow the murderers. And you will know what side not to be on. No matter what they say and no matter what they accuse you of, they will accuse you of being that which they are. They will accuse you of being a murderer. They will accuse you of being a liar. And they are the murderers and liars. Daily Caller tweet, CIA speaking of lies, covered up staff sex crimes committed against minors. There, this, this, is the, this is our government. These are the people that are that are investigating the January 6th insurrection. The John Brennan's of the world. And by the way, this covers both Democrat, because this goes all the way back, I think, 19 years. They covered up numerous sex crimes by CIA employees. They actually referred some of these sex crimes to prosecutors who didn't prosecute it. And, but, but you're supposed to trust the criminal justice system, the one that gave Derek Chauvin 22 years with sentencing guidelines, or 12? No, I do not trust these people. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. We, all The CIA needs to be abolished. The FBI needs to be abolished. They are nothing more than gophers, brown shirt Gestapo of the Democratic Party. That is all these people are. Look at their own woke ads. Well, I got the FBI's, but the CIA's own woke recruitment ads. Congresswoman Julia Letlow, the idea that government can exclude parents and have total control of education will never work. Listen to what she says. Play it for me. As a mom of two and a former educator, I can tell you from firsthand experience that education is not something that can happen without parents playing a role. The learning process requires both sides to work together and have collaborative partnerships that that ensure a student's success. Parents should not have a system of values and beliefs forced on their children or send them to school while fearing indoctrination by a political agenda. The idea that government can exclude parents and have total control of the classroom will never work because it ignores the simple truth that these are our children, not the government's. The Parents' Bill of Rights puts safeguards in place that ensure that the foundation of education is built on a meaningful dialogue between family and their child's school. This bill has five core principles that are designed to create mutually beneficial partnerships and lead to greater collaboration. Those five principles are, one, parents have the right to review their school's curriculum, reading materials, and state academic standards. Two, 
parents have the right to lawfully engage with their local school board and educators. Three, parents have the right to see a school's budget and spending, including detailed information about revenues and expenditures. Four, parents have the right to protect their child's privacy. And finally, parents have the right to keep their child safe and be updated on any violent activity in school. The ideas contained in this bill are not partisan or polarizing. They're simple and common sense. Back to me. So there you go. Let's see if it passes. Now, all they're asking for is accountability. Basically, you have a website and they have to put out everything that they're teaching. Why would you not want to say what you're teaching? Why would you not want to expose that what you're teaching? And don't, don't ever get lost into the CRT stuff. Well, they're not actually teaching CRT. Well, if you call it TRC, it's still CRT. If you call it RTC, it's still CRT. That's just the word Potomac two-step word salads that they put out for everybody. So let's see if it passes. This should pass. All it is is, you know what? They're not even telling anybody what to teach. They're telling you, you know what? You're going to put it out and let everybody know. And then everybody would have a right to actually go and protest and speak at school board meetings without the FBI creating a hotline as if you're some sort of terrorist organization. And conducting investigations into crimes that don't exist. And Tammy H. on here, she just commented, the Republicans get, need to get their masks off. She was looking at in the background there of a Republican with his mask on. I agree wholeheartedly. What are you doing? We have Thomas Massey. Um, I'm trying to think of all the others that are involved in the lawsuit right now. Um, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'm, I'm not sure if... Uh, I'm trying to think of any other names that come to mind right now, but Matt Gates, I'm not sure if he's involved or not, but there's a lawsuit right now where these Republicans who've been fined tens of thousands of dollars of that they're actually was taken out of their out of their pay are suing Nancy Pelosi to get their payback because they went on to the House floor without masks on. I'm with you, Tammy. It needs to be that way. You must stand. You must stand. There's no that listen, if it's if it's private property, a person has a right to stipulate their private property. There's nothing we can do about that. If Walmart says that you have to wear a mask, if you want to go in there, you can try it. I would. I would try it without it. But it's their own private property. They can insist that you have to wear a tutu to go in there and a pink one at that. And you can just choose not to go. But the House of Representatives is not private property. They do not have the right to stipulate that anybody take a vax. And by the way, we just all need to remember that Joe Biden... With this vaccine mandate where every company with more than 100 employees has to fully vaccinate all their employees, right? He has that, which has been shot down now a couple different times. It'll never, it's never going to make it. But he, that, that's in place for you. But Congress, there is no vaccine mandate. Just so you know, Nancy Pelosi does not live under a vaccine mandate where many of, many of us have to live under a vaccine mandate. But never, you never, ever give in. Like I said, somebody else's private property, you have to do, if you're going on to your neighbor's, going into your neighbor's house, then it's his rules, private property. Everything else is ours. Everything, parks, it's our property. It has to be a constitutionally mandated rule that's being enforced. And masks and vaccines certainly are not, and lockdowns certainly are not. And they can't use, and speaking of private property, They aren't constitutionally allowed to tell anybody what to do with their private property when it comes to medical edicts. They have no right to do that whatsoever. They can can enforce the Constitution. You can't murder on your own private property. You can't steal on your own private property. Things like that. But not you have to take a vaccine. 
on your own private property. And yes, that was Burgess Owens in the background. He needs to get that freaking mask off. He's a great man. He's a stalwart. He speaks the truth, but he needs to get that mask off. Every ounce of capitulation is ground that's given that you may never get back. And what happens is, is the Democrats move the line and the Republicans hold the line. They take away, let's just use simplistic numbers. They take away 50% of your freedom. Republicans get you back 25 of the 50 that was lost and then claim that they're purveyors of freedom when they've yielded 25% of your freedoms to get along and get along and bootleg Democrats so that CNN says that they're a good person. You don't need to stick with Republicans either. You need to stand your ground. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's not right-wing propaganda. That's not right-wing verbiage. That's Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. The entire thing that I just read. So we'll see if that passes. Bongino report. Biden's approval rating. This is from Trafalgar to latest record low of 36.3%. Steve Bannon has has predicted this from day one. We are about to see the largest political landslide in history. And it's not, I'm not talking about a red wave. I'm talking about a nationalist, populist, MAGA, America first wave that is coming in 2022. We're not going to be electing the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Kinzinger's anymore. If all those people were up, Adam Kinzinger's already said he's not running again. Good. He needs to be out. He's a clown, spineless fool, just a Democratic Party bent over bootlicker that he is. Oh, love me, Democrats. Just like Mitt Romney. Love me, John Kasich. Love me, Democrats. They're never going to love you, you stupid idiots. But this is a wave that we have never seen before. Look at that approval rating, 36.3. It took Joe Biden 10 months, only 10 months to plummet from like 55% approval to 36.3%. That's good news right there. We are winning. All right, Maria Medven video, the most important video that you could watch. Play it for me. Finishing worth checking is vaccine. Next slide, please. I am one of the academics that argues that these mRNA products, which everybody calls vaccines, are qualitatively different than standard vaccines. And so I found it fascinating to learn that Merriam-Webster changed its definition of vaccine early this year. mRNA products did not meet the definition of vaccine that has been in place for 15 years at Merriam-Webster, but the definition was expanded such that mRNA products are now vaccines. I highlight this to ask a question. How would you feel about mandating COVID vaccines if we didn't call them vaccines? What if these injections were called drugs instead? So here's the scenario. We have this drug, and we have evidence that it doesn't prevent infection, nor does it stop viral transmission. But the drug is understood to reduce your risk of becoming very sick and dying of COVID. Would you take a dose of this drug every six months or so for possibly the rest of your life, if that's what it took for the drug to stay effective? Would you not just take this drug yourself, but support regulations mandating that everybody else around you take this drug? Or would you say, hold on a sec, maybe you'd say that if that's all the drug does, why not use a normal medicine instead, the kind we take when we're sick and want to get better? And why would you mandate it? The point is, just because we call it a vaccine doesn't mean we should assume these new products are just like all other childhood vaccines which get mandated. 
Each product is a different product. And if people are okay with mandating something simply because it's a vaccine and we mandate other vaccines, so why shouldn't we mandate this? I think it's time to inject some critical thinking into that conversation, and that is what I hope we're doing today. Thank you. The audacity of the left is truly amazing. The NIH, of course, National Institutes of Health, removes gain-of-function off their website. Right in the midst of Fauci having to answer gain-of-function questions from Rand Paul, Francis Collins of the NIH removes gain-of-function off of their website and is not held accountable. Imagine if, that, if Trump did that. Imagine if Trump did that or anybody on the right. And then you have Miriam Webster changes the definition of vaccinations after the multi-billion dollar international companies change the definition of vaccination because they're not using, they're not using COVID-19 as a vaccination. This is gene therapy. This is an mRNA gene therapy, gene altering vaccine. It is not even a vaccine. It is what the doc just said. It is actually a drug. And there is all coming out what he just said. They just came out in the European Union that they're changing their booster schedule from every six months to every three. And the doc just said it. What if it was, a, if they changed the name to drug and said that you have to take it every three months and you use six every three months for the rest of your life, would you take it then? It's all in the presentation. Sadly, I've come to this realization and I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. I'm actually saddened by it. Most people are, I mean, this is why you have the scriptures that warn it. Most people are sheep. They just are sheep. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject you. Just give me the vaccine because they call it a vaccine. No, but, but they've, they've always mandated vaccines. Don't care. They used the measles, but they mandated the measles vaccine and the mump vaccine. Those took five to 16 years for FDA approval. This thing took, this thing took less than two years from development to approval. It took 16 years for the measles vaccine to be mandated in schools. 16 years. And by the way, let me ask you this. Where are the breakthrough cases for measles? Uh, zero. Because measles is not a mutational shift virus. and doesn't have an animal host. Just the audacity of these people. You want to know more about these vaccines? Play it for me. Speak. I think we should be respectful of each other. For the next person... Brother, disappointed. My name is Dr. Sean Brooks, PhD, um, Oxford. I have 48 publications, including 23 books. I've studied health medicine, anatomy, and physiology for approximately 21 years. Dr. Robert Malone, who created the messenger RNA vaccine, has said no one should ever take these jabs ever under any circumstance whatsoever. He created it. And he says, don't ever do it. So let me explain what's going to happen to the people who have ta taken it. Excuse me. The people who have taken it are going to die in the next six months to three to five years for three reasons. Number one, you've dr dramatically decreased your own immune system by 35%. The first jab did it by at least 15. The second did it by 35. Now, if you take any booster shot, you will die. That's it. You take a flu shot in the future, you will die. The second reason, antibody-dependent enhancement. And, antibody-dependent enhancement is what is happening with these jabs with everybody who has taken them. Unless, of course, you've taken a placebo. But there's no way that you would know that. 
So given that fact, antibody-dependent enhancement tricks the entire body into believing that the cell that's eating the pathogen is eating it when it isn't. It ends up leading to what's called a cytokine storm, which causes organ failure. That will cause your death, and there's no stopping that. No amount of drugs will stop that. The third thing, blood clotting. Everyone who has taken the jabs is blood clotting. If you don't believe me, there's a way you can find out. Take what's called a D-dimer test. What that does is that detects blood clotting at the microscopic level. They're cutting full blood clots out of people right now. As I'm talking to you, millions have died from the jabs. In your last meeting, you advocated for people to take the jabs potentially in the future, along with wearing masks. And I heard parents say the same thing. I know that's an old video, but I just had to play it again because it just needs to be reiterated. Now, this is a Renez video. This is Glenn Beck on the partnership between Moderna and our government. Play it for me. This is 153 pages of the confidential agreement between Moderna and the U.S. government. And it goes back to 2015. What? Jason, what was happening in 2015? Uh, Frankenstein coronavirus. That's right. The same time Dr. Barrick and Dr. Xi published their paper on the new Frankenstein coronavirus. In fact, let's skip down to page 104. It shows that the NIH and Moderna were collaborating with Dr. Barrick. Wow. His signature is on page 106 of the material transfer agreement. But let's get back up to the top of this specific agreement. The NIH appears to be transferring the mRNA tech to Dr. Barrick. But look what they want to make clear. Quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by the NIAID and Moderna. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm? I mean, I've seen ulterior motives before, but usually you see them coming. Did you know that the government co-owns the vaccine? Oh, by the way, this is not part of the Trump's thing. This is, this is not part of that. This is 2015. Hmm. The same government that is now mandating its use owns the vaccine. Catch that last line. The government that is mandating its use owns the very vaccine they are mandating people to take. The NIH, N-I-A-I-D, which is under the NIH, N-I-A-I-D is Anthony Fauci, by the way, and he also has a very large financial interest in what other drug? A remdesivir, which does absolutely nothing. It does nothing or all the way to kill. That's what remdesivir is. Remdesivir is a vinyl component in COVID killing people in hospitals. It does nothing but cause mass organ failure. If you had a loved one in the hospital with COVID and they died of organ failure, you need to be contacting an attorney. These people must pay for what they've done. Lord, we ask you in Jesus name to usher in the vengeance that we are not allowed to take. Lord, we ask you to usher it in to these killers in Jesus' name. 
You need to be doing that. Anthony Fauci is an evil man. Highest paid public official in the United States at $440,000 a year and has a vast financial interest in remdesivir on the Bill and Melinda Gates vaccine board and NIAID and Moderna own the vaccine that they are proliferating and propagandizing and forcing people to take in the United States. You need to be thinking about that. So here's an interesting video, breaking 9-11. Keep what I just said in mind. Biden says, I've seen more of Dr. Fauci than I've seen of my wife. Play it for me. Vince, does any audience think, well, I should be standing for it. You, not you standing for me, but thank you very much. Good afternoon. You know, in February, I uh, came out here to the National Institute of Health and NIH and to our Vaccine Research Center to thank all of you and the world-class doctors, scientists, researchers for the incredible work you've done during the pandemic and uh, developing vaccines, uh, saving lives, giving us hope. Also, also continuing to give me advice on uh, developments as they occur. I've seen more <laughs> of Dr. Fauci than I have my wife. We kid each other, but uh, they look, who's president? Fauci. Um, but all kidding aside, I, I sincerely mean it. <laughs> there he is. So it's just kind of funny that the government owns the vaccine. They're mandating people to take. Now you're like, well, there's some entity out there called the government that's making money. No, the government, you only have to do is look at the people. There are individual scientists in the NIAID, in the NIH. Notice that the, the background that Biden's speaking in front of is NIH, which is the NIAID, which is Fauci, Francis Collins, all the same organization. The NIH is the one, Fauci's wife, is in charge of the bioethics board of the NIH, which gives the FDA its approvals. Facts. So... You just kind of got to wonder, why is Biden so married to these people? Because the very vaccine that they are mandating people to take, the government owns. By government, I mean the individuals with individual patents. Each vaccine's got 30 or 40 patents in it. And their individual CDC is not a government entity. They're all a bunch of private contractors that are profiting. They get their research is paid for by you. The patents that they find and that they hold themselves personally were paid for by you. And then they profit off of their own patents that you financed, including the Moderna Pfizer. Well, but not Pfizer, the Moderna vaccine. All right, Tom Fitton, it shows you behind, shows you, now this is part of what I'm talking about. You aren't allowed to have ivermectin in some hospitals. COVID patient left for dead recovers after court forces hospital to allow ivermectin treatment because that goes against the political narrative. It's nothing to do with anything about your health. It has to do with, we will control you. You will mask. And you're like, remember how they said, once you take the vaccine, then you won't have to mask anymore. And then right after you got done taking the vaccine, they put the mask back on you because they're sadomasochistic, almost sexual level perverts, power perverts. They cannot, they cannot let you have any ounce of control. You will not control 
your own six-month-old child. You will not control your five-year-old. You will not control your 11-year-old. We will get them back. You will not control your own medical, medical care. Even if you die, that doesn't matter because what matters to us is control. We are perverted, absolute perverted power, perverted people. That's who they are. We will let this man die. We will keep him on remdesivir because remdesivir means you are controlled. Ivermectin means that you are free. Remdesivir means that you are controlled. Joe Biden himself. 66% of COVID patients in Miami on monoclonal treatments in Miami. So 66% of them were fully vaccinated on monoclonal therapies. And in Miami, statistically speaking, about there's about 80% chance they were Democrats. Joe Biden cut off by 50% their supply of monoclonal therapies. Because even if you're a Democrat, you will march the line. You will toe the line. You will march in lockstep. It's remdesivir or nothing because we say it so. We say it's the way that it is. You will take remdesivir. That's what was approved. That's Anthony Fauci. That's what he's going to profit off of. So you will take that. And we will not allow you not to because if you do, it's a sign of your own civil disobedience. And we need to all say, we'll take whatever freaking drug we want. That's how we need to take. That's, I mean, we, that's, how, that's the stance that we need to take. And that's what happened here. They actually went to court and the hospital was forced to give this poor man ivermectin and he lived. Remdesivir is absolutely horrible. I have a whole article on it. I'm going to bust it out in one of these upcoming podcasts. Is Jordan Schachtel up next? Jordan Schachtel. Rhode Island is tied for the most vaccinated state and now has the highest hospitalization rate in the USA. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The company line is, the statist line is, is okay. They had to acknowledge we, the vaccinations don't stop transmission. We have to acknowledge that. Okay, yeah, they had to because of all the people catching it that were fully vaccinated and transmitting it that were fully vaccinated. But they said it stops hospitalizations. Why is it that 95% of ICU cases of COVID in Israel are fully vaccinated? Why is it that 75% of hospitalizations in the UK are fully vaccinated? Why is it that 82% of COVID deaths in the UK are fully vaccinated. Why is that exactly? And why is it that in a state that's basically 100% vaccinated that they now have, Rhode Island is tied for the most vaccinated state and now has the highest hospitalization rate in the USA. Fauci, Biden, the CDC said mRNA shots would remove possibility that you would get sick from COVID. Another narrative goes right into the gutter. Let's go to the next one. You know what, skip that one. We'll skip the Deleuze video. I want to put, yeah, go to uh, Colvinder. Yeah, there you go. Put that up there. I just want to reiterate this to you. Here is, here is the true statistics. Stanford, Ioannidis, Actford study. Here's the survival rates post-infection. They are right there by ages. I won't read them all to you except for the first one. They want to vaccinate your kids, and there's their survival rate post-infection, 99.9973%. And they want to jab a gene-altering therapeutic into your 6-month-old to 11-year-old. That's who these people are. They can't kill them in the womb because you let them be born. You already flouted the company line. You let them be born. So now we'll get them after they're born. And I just wanted to bring this up. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. tweet. 
world record holder in static de- static breath hold free diving. Now, that's a person with some serious, look at me now, lung health. Serious lung health. I can barely hold my breath for a minute. This guy has held his breath for over 10. That's the fact. World record holder, over 10 minutes of holding his breath. World record holder in static breath uh, hold free diving, veteran triathlete, professional tennis player, professional mountain biker, all high-performing athletes until COVID vaccines ruin their health and their careers. And put up the next one, Will. This girl's dead. Professional soccer rugby player in Scotland, dead, age 26. What does she have in common? Took the vaccine. And what they will say are their bull-faced lies. Always follow the liars and always follow the bodies. And I don't say that in any disrespect to these victims of the vaccine. But she was 26 years old, professional athlete, took the vaccine. And what they'll say is, well, people, this happens all the time, really. Well, here's the pages that I have. Starting right here, because you have this young woman, you have the guy, the guy that I just told you about, the free diving professional athlete, and I have a list of 69 others, 69 other high-level athletes, 69, just 69 others, professional cycle, I'll just read this one, and multiple Italian time trial champion, Gianni Mascon, 27 years old, is about to have a catheter ablation due to cardiac arrhythmia because he was vaccinated. A 16-year-old student, Hector Manuel Mendoza, dies of fulminant heart attack while training in a sports club. France, a player, Christo de Salva of St. Ave, collapses with cardiac arrest in an AH Cup match between the different football teams in soccer. I could read one Australian 14-year-old student. Italian 53-year-old AH player suffers a heart attack. There's 69 of them here. This is more than in all of the history of any October. This is just in October. More more athletes have dropped dead or had serious effects, collapsed on the field and or died than any October in history. And they will tell you, that that's some sort of coincidence. They stopped the swine flu vaccine after two deaths. And so far, on the official VAERS record, there's 19,000 vaccine deaths in America alone. 32,000 in, in the European Union. 32,000 in the UK. How many are there really? Nobody knows. Bleacher Report tweet. Tampa Bay Bucks, Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards have both been suspended without pay for three games because they misrepresented their vaccination status as defined by the NFL, NFL PA COVID-19 protocols. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Got lots more for you. Be back here Saturday night, 1030. Got a lot of uh, videos for you right after this. So hang with us for about another 10 minutes worth of videos, straight videos. With you, we're going to break into a whole lot of a lot more stuff on Saturday night, 10.30. You want the facts from somebody that will never bend, never close my church, never vaxxed, never mask. None of it will not bend. I'll go to prison before I ever bend. I will not bend because why, why sit there and yield freedoms for temporal freedom? Take the vax and you'll be able to do this. And you, yeah, for how long? For how long? I will not. I want freedom. All the time, 24-7, and ever-expanding freedom in Jesus' mighty name. Love you all back here, 1030 Saturday night. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays 
at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBly.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBly.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, please consider investing in the program. Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this TLP cup. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.